Hey there, I am so excited to let you know that my upcoming book, Building Your Money Machine, is available for pre-order. Now, you might say, why do I want to pre-order a book that I'm not going to get until June 11th, 2024, when it comes out? Here's why. First off, it's going to get you access to a, a whole handful of wealth resources that you can't get anywhere else. They will go away. These are special resources, trainings and tools and, and templates that allow you to implement them into your life, to get financial freedom started in your life. The whole idea behind this book is to alight the path to financial freedom so you get the chance to live a life of choice not a life of need, to be able to choose what you do, when you want to do it, with whom you want to do it with. And yet we seem to not want to talk about financial freedom or money or wealth because we demonize it. But the fact is, is that it's just a tool. And if we use the tool correctly, we have a richer lifestyle, but we have a deeper impact. People's lives are better. And I want to have that conversation and I want to have it frankly. I want to have it openly. I want to give you the step-by-step -step process to get yourself the financial freedom. And that's what this book does for you. It's about getting your money to work harder for you than you did for it. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to go to yourmoneymachinebook.com. Check out the wealth resources that you get for free, but they're going to expire. So you need to pre-order the book today, put your information in, and then we'll make sure that we get you the resources to get you on the road and on the path to financial freedom. And until I get a chance to see you on the road or see you on that path, always, always strive to live a life that outlives you. See you soon. Hey there, I'm Mel Abraham, the author of the number one best-selling book, The Entrepreneur's Solution, and the founder of Thoughtpreneur Academy, where we teach you how to capture, package, and monetize the ideas in your head, the wisdom and expertise you have, so you have more impact, more time, and more income. And welcome back to this episode of The Entrepreneur Solution Show. And in this episode, we're going to talk about um, this element of leadership, you know, the different levels of leadership as I see it and, and what it takes to shift and create movements and how to lead from behind as a thought leader. And, uh, and so in this, in this episode, you also have the access to getting my tool called the, the Thoughtpreneur Expert Success Guide. You can download it by going to melabraham.com session, uh, melabraham.com forward slash session zero six zero can't believe we're at episode 60 um 60 plus actually because we had a few extra ones in there but uh welcome here and i feel honored and blessed to have you here uh if you're not if you're not at a place where you can download it at a computer you can text me just text me my legacy one word uh, to 38470. I'll send you the download link. We'll make sure that you get all the tools, all the, the templates, all the things that I have for you to help you with your success, to get your thought leadership out there, to get your practice up and running, to get your business up in a bigger way, and to create success in your lives. So let's get on with this episode. I happen to call this episode, Lead the Pack from Behind the Four Stages of Leadership 
progression. And one of the things to, to think about when we talk about leadership, if we don't get this right, why is it so important to be a leader? Well, if, if there's any question about why we need leadership in this country or in this world, just look around us. Look at what's going on in society. Look at what's going on with our crazy elections here in the United States even. Uh, and, and then ask yourself the question, do we need leaders? Absolutely, we need leaders. And I believe that you are those leaders, that you are the ones that society and the public and globally they're looking for. And so here's the challenge. Here's, here's why I think this is important is that without leadership, without these skills, without elevating yourself to the highest level of leadership, things get messy. I mean, things, things don't go the way you want them. You, have, uh, you don't get the results you want. It becomes a challenge and you actually end up at the whim of other people's choices, other people's uh, decisions. The second is that if you're not good at leadership, you're going to find yourself in a solitary pursuit. You're going to find yourself alone. You're going to find yourself in a situation where you have not uh, mobilized uh, champions and cheerleaders for a cause, for a movement, for, for a mission, if you will, to, towards a, an outcome. And you're going to be doing this on your own. And, and I got to tell you, it ain't, it ain't fun when you're doing it on your own. So what we need to do is figure out what are the traits to bring people along in, in that process. And the third thing is that you're going to be inertia full. In, in other words, you're going to move like a, a snail. I mean, without leadership, things aren't going to move. Things are not going to gel together. Things aren't going to, going to move forward. You're not going to gain momentum in, in the process. But here's the cool thing. When you understand what you need to know, when you understand the key principles that I'm going to uh, share with you here, things shift, things change. You're going to build momentum. You're going to build momentum in a way that things are going to start to move and not just move. They move at an accelerating pace. I'll give you a for instance. I know that in my practice and some of the things that I've done with in my world, I created, I was doing a lot of marketing and a tremendous amount of marketing uh, at the very beginning. I'm not doing a tremendous amount of marketing today, but it's because I gained all this momentum. This momentum is really pushing me forward and the phone rings, the clients come in, the projects come in and we continue to grow. Now I'm still coaxing it along but not at the same level as I did before because I, I was able to build that momentum. So when we get that you have a lot of, a lot of support and uh, momentum behind you. The second thing I think is that you end up with a bigger vision. When you are perceived as a leader, when you are uh, elevated to the, to the level of leadership that I'm going to invite you to, to move to, you are seen as having a bigger vision to look at things differently, to see a different perspective, to see a different world and a different possibility and to try to bring that to life in, in, in the process as, as you move forward. And then the last thing I think is this, people will march with you. You're going to have champions, you're going to have cheerleaders, and you're going to have people marching with you because ultimately you've created a movement. You've created a mission, people that get behind. It's a rallying cry that they move forward. It's not something of just mundane existence. It's not something that that someone is going to just serve time. But it means something viscerally and emotionally to them, and they get behind you as as a leader. So, so if that's really why, what do you need to know about leadership? What do you need to know about what I call the leadership progression model in, in doing this? And, and I think that there's a couple of principles to, to consider. One is that 
good leadership, I believe, good leadership is empathy-based. It's, it's empathetic leadership. In other words, I understand the plight. I understand the journey of my team, my customers, my vendors, the people that are in my life, that I'm coming at it from their shoes, that I'm stepping into it from their perspective, and I'm taking the time to understand them so I can then understand how I can serve them. So that's the, the first thing. The second is that you're going to come at it from a communication perspective. You know, I had a conversation just last night with someone uh, at an HOA that was creating a divisive email. And he's saying, will you, will you stand on my side on this? And I said, absolutely not. I said, the community, you know, it, it's in a community where we own a property at, 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 uh, down, down here and um, not, not necessarily where we live. But, uh, but I, said, I said, your communication is creating divisive lines. What we need is to understand what community is about, what neighborhood about, is about. And it's about creating connection. It's about creating, creating community and bringing people together. And the way that happens is through communication, not communication through necessarily just digital means and taking sides, but rather sitting in front of each other and understanding, going back to principle number one, empathetically where they're coming from and coming from that place. And communication is the core to resolution. When we learn to communicate, when we, we elevate our ability to communicate, we start to change and shift people's lives through that communication. So communication is at, at the hub, the, the core skill, I think, when it comes to leadership. And then the third piece is that service is the fuel. We need, as leaders, to come from a place of service. This is not about what's in it for me, but what can I deliver to you? Uh, it, it's really coming from that place of serving our community, serving our team, serving society, serving a community need, serving a problem, a solution to those that I need. Granted, in business, you know, through that service, you get compensated. You may get compensated real well. And I don't fault anyone for that. In fact, I think you ought to be compensated when you're solving problems, when you're creating solutions, when you're bettering people's lives. Have no issue with that. What I, what I want to make sure that is happening, though, is as a leader, you show up to serve. Uh, I'll give you a for instance. Uh, they, a good friend and, and a client of mine, Gary Erickson, who's the founder of Cliff Bar, he, uh, at one point before he founded Cliff Bar, was the manager of a um, bike shop. And, and the owner, of the, he wasn't the owner, he was just the manager, and the owner of the bike shop comes in to find Gary cleaning the toilets. And the, the owner looks at Gary and says, hey, Gary, this is not what I pay you for. And Gary looks at him and says, oh, no, this is what you pay me for. He says, absolutely not. That's for them to do. Well, there's your first indication for them to do. Okay. Absolutely horrendous statement. And he says, he said, uh, Gary looks at him. He says, you pay me to make sure that morale is high here. Is that correct? And he said, absolutely. And that. Our employees are performing, is that correct? Yes. And they're performing at the highest level, is that correct? Yes. That they show up and that they enjoy their work and that they're willing to get behind us to, to move through this. And he said, yes. He says, great. For us to do that, for that morale to be there, for them to show up that way, I need to be cleaning these toilets. I need to be doing, being a role model. I need to be doing this differently. And I think that that's the thing that we need to come from, is a place of service. Who are you serving as a leader? Right now, if you look at your life, if you look at your, your business, if you look at your relationships, are you coming from a place of service? 
Are you coming from a place of getting? I would submit to you, I would invite you to see what it would feel like and what it would do for you over time when you come from a place of service. Now, if you've always been coming from a place of getting, which I know that that's not the case because you wouldn't be here with me uh, now because of the values that we, we talk about. So I think that I'm preaching to the choir here. But if you come from a place of getting and all of a sudden you're trying to shift to a place of service, there might be some people that go, ooh, what are they trying to get from me? And it'll take a little time for them to trust it. But trust me in saying that when you come from a place of service, that it serves everyone and everyone grows. So that's really kind of the three core principles. There's more, but these are, these are the core principles that I want you to, to consider moving forward as a leader. And then take those principles and look at what I call the leadership progression uh, model to understand where this starts to, to arrive. And, it, and it's a model, and it's a way I kind of look at, at leadership. And, and it's, to me, these are the four levels of leadership that create influence and change in, in people. And, and so if we look at this, as we move up the model, the level of influence that we have with our audience, with our marketplace, with our team, with the people that we're leading increases. And also you might even see that, that as, as that level of influence increases, the level, the, the value placed on your leadership skills, the la value ba uh, placed on what you're able to, to produce and, and come out of there. Now, I'm not talking about just producing in the sense of products, but producing in the sense of impact and change, the value that's placed on that increases also. So as your level of influence increases, the value uh, may increase also. But at the very base level, we have what I call taskers. Now, most of the time, which, which taskers, they're the doers, if you will. They're the ones that are in the trenches doing the heavy lifting. They may be on the assembly line. They may be the workers. They may be, and, and, and they are absolutely necessary. They're absolutely the core of, of uh, the economy. They're the core of everything that we do. They operate, though, from a to-do list. They're, they're taskers. What's the task? And they're checking off the to-do list. And, and so understand as I'm, as I'm discussing these, it's, it's, I am not uh, elevating them in the context of which is bad or good. They're all phenomenal. They all have their place. The question is where do you want to operate and where do you choose to operate? It's not about bad or good. They all exist and they all need to exist at all levels in an organization, in relationships, in association. So don't, don't look at this hierarchy or this progression as from bad to good because they're all good. They all accomplish things and they're all necessary. The second level, once we move from tasker, is what I call manager. And most of the managers, when you talk about management, they focus on, on two things. Uh, delegating. So they're the, they're the delegator. They're, they're standing over and delegating some of the tasks to the taskers in many cases or other managers. And what they're really driven by is not a to-do list. They're driven by process and systems. So they're, they're managing processes and systems in, the, in, in there to allow them to get an outcome. And they're delegating to processes and systems which could be uh, technological or, uh, or, from a, or a human or labor-intensive labor processes. Until we then move beyond the construct of a, of a manager and, and move one step above, which is what I call a leader. Now the leader is really driven by what I think is vision. They're, they're typically more visionary 
and they show up, like, much like Gary Erickson, as a role model. Do as I do in that context versus do as I say. And so they, they're there to create the bigger vision for people to see, to, to get behind, to become part of that and, and to create that bigger vision in that way and to be a role model, to be the, the cheerleader, to be the one that says, yeah, this way, let's go, let's go, to really bring that home. Then there's this, this other level and this is the last level and this is the one that I'm gonna invite you to try and elevate yourself to, to strive to, aspire to, to, to work to, and that's what I call a thought leader. And with a thought leader, you, they, most of the, as you move up this progression, they have the elements of those below. So you're, you're bringing the, the characteristics of the lower levels with you as you come to, to this place. So thought leader still is visionary and still is a role model, but they focus on thinking. They're the thinker. And in the thinker, what they want to do is they want to create a movement. They want people to, to, to rally in a movement. And so when you look at these, these elevations and, and, and how this plays out, tasker, manager, leader, and thought leader uh, are at various different, different levels. And they produce a certain type of result. For instance, the tasker, uh, is focused on completion. Their result is completion of the task. Completion of the to-do list. Check it off, get it done. We need that. Everyone needs that in an organization, association, even in a family life. I mean, if the groceries, you get the groceries in the house and they sit in the back, someone's got to complete the task, okay? Usually, hopefully, it's you guys together, working together, creating a relationship and doing things and supporting each other in, in the process. But the tasker is is the result is completion. When it comes to the manager perspective, the result really is what we call consistency. And that's why they focus on process and systems, is they wanna get a consistent result over and over and over again. If you think about some of the things that Michael Gerber wrote about in E-Myth and E-Myth Revisited and his whole series of, of E-Myth, it's about creating a process that gets a known result that is the same result each and every time. And he uses, obviously uses McDonald's as a, uh, as a uh, example of that. Let's, you know, forgetting the, the health qualities or lack thereof in McDonald's, let's look at the process there. They created a process and a set of systems that allow you to get the same experience, hopefully the same experience from one McDonald's to the next. And, and so the question is, from a manager standpoint, is how do we make sure that we get consistency across shifts, across people, across systems, across processes, so when they get the, the taskers are getting the, the tasks completed, they get them completed in a consistent way cons and, and know that our quality is there. So the manager is focused on, is, uh, their result is consistency, whereas the leader, and, and at these two levels, I think that we're, we're looking at change, uh, change in, in these two levels. The leader is focused on evolutionary change, uh, allowing things to grow and shift and move in a direction that they, they wanted to move in, into a positive direction of growth and more uh, impact in, in the process. And that's evolutionary change, as, as I call it. 
From there, we move to that thought leader. And this is where I think we, we can shift things tremendously, and I'll explain why. And, and that is revolutionary change. A thought leader creates revolutionary change, and here's why. The thought leader is a thinker. And what a thought leader does is he shifts, he or she shifts the thinking, the thought process of the people they lead. And through that thinking shift, through that thought process shift, they shift behavior. So if what we're really trying to do is create a behavior change, create a behavior change in people, we need to first create a thought process change. And that's what thought leaders do. Thought leaders will take the time to dig in to what the, the conventional thinking, the conventional wisdom is, to analyze it, to, to dismantle it, to dissect it, and to put it back together and to, give new, to lend to it some new perspectives. Maybe it's add-on perspectives that says, here's what others have done and here's some other things that can add on to it. Or maybe it's contrarian perspectives to look at and say, here's what others have done and here's, though, some things that maybe they didn't consider. But what their real focus is, is to expand the thinking and to shift the thinking of their readers, of their audience, of their marketplace. And through that shift of thinking, we shift behaviors. And it's through that shifted thinking that we allow ourselves to expand society, to do things different, to see possibility in a different light, to create movements, to create societal change, to create social change, to, to create environmental change. If you look back on the great changes in society, it's not just because they were doers and taskers. It's because they were thought leaders, that they went out there and they shifted the public's thinking on a topic, whether it's, whether you believe in it or not, you know, climate change or uh, genetically, and I'm, I'm picking things that are emotionally charged, uh, genetically modified uh, foods or global warming or petroleum fuels, uh, all of those things, you have thought leaders that are leading the charge to create what I call revolutionary change, not this slow evolutionary change, which is great, but if we want to shift society, things like women to vote way back when, um, desegregation, I was just literally just watching the movie Help uh, recently, and it just, it amazes me the kind of thought process that went in to, to looking at at blacks and whites versus just looking at it as humanity. I just, I, it, it, it appalls me that as a humanity that we, we can't elevate ourselves uh, above that or that we didn't elevate ourselves above that and see that. But it takes thought leaders to get out there and expand the thought process and say, what about this and think differently and through that thinking differently and that thought process of, of a different level, we shift behaviors. And it's through that shift of behaviors that we create change and we create great change as we move forward. So here's my invite to you is really to, to, to find your way to become a thought leader, to know that even though when you start to try and shift things, you're going to get pushback, you're going to get resistance, you're going to get ridicule, you're going to get people that fight you. You, got, you, you look at the people like, like a Gandhi, and and what what he what he is what he did and how he was getting pushed back and and those types of folks. But if we really want to have a great impact, if we really want to shift things, we need to shift thinking first. That comes from a thought leader. We shift the thinking, we'll shift the behavior. When we shift the behavior, we shift the results. 
that's the equation as we move forward. So I invite you to try and to, to work your best to elevate to a thought leader. And if I can help you in that process, I hope you found value in this because this is where I think our society needs you. Needs you to think differently, to behave differently, to show up differently, to show them the way, to, to carry that beacon, to carry that light uh, of change for them to be okay with knowing that some people will push back on you uh, as you move forward. And and if you found this of value, make sure that you share it with a friend because I, I really believe that that this information in as many people's hands will make a difference in society that's going to give you the opportunity to define your life, refine your life, and have a life that you've done by your own design through your own thinking to become your own thought leader in your own space, uh, in your own, own time as, as you move forward. And if you haven't done so already, hit the subscribe button. Subscribe, stay with me. It's the only way that I get a chance to, to hang with you on a regular basis and give you the tools and the tactics and the strategies that I've used to build my businesses, my high-level clients' businesses, uh, and give you the tactics that really uh, really, really work. And if you have a question for me, if you have a comment, just go to askmelnow.com and leave it for me. I'd be more than happy to, to maybe make it a topic of an upcoming episode on, on the Entrepreneur Solution Show. And again, if you want to download uh, this episode's tool, the, the, uh, the Thoughtpreneur Expert Success Guide, just go to melabraham forward slash, melabraham.com forward slash session 060. That's melabraham dot com forward slash session zero six zero or just text me text my legacy one word no spaces to three eight four seven zero i'll make sure that i get you the download link and so um again thanks for being here realize where you are in in that progression realize that you have the ability to to have all those elements and if i can support you in that journey in that progression to thought leadership to build you in, in that space where people are following you, that you are leading the movement from behind because they're championing you. They're cheerleading for you and the cause that you've created. Just let me know. I'd, be, I'd feel blessed and honored to be on that journey with you. And until we get a chance to see each other in the next episode, may your vision be grand, your journey epic, and your legacy significant. See you soon. Cheers. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure you subscribe so you get access to all of Mel's business and success tips. And if you like this episode, share it with a friend. If you have a specific business or success question, you can ask it at www.askmelnow.com. Remember, it's all about being bold, dreaming big, and living life your way. Because the world needs you. Until the next episode, may your vision be grand, your journey epic, and your legacy significant.